You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition for the Clone Wars series premiere, Ambush, uh, written by uh, Stephen Melching and directed by Dave Bullock. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Good to be here uh, starting our special edition. I, I like yeah. this. You know, and I think when you pitch this... Uh, we didn't realize that we were going to have a new Star Wars animated show uh, debuting in uh, the no. fall. So uh, we thought we had tons be, of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We thought, man, we just we got tons of time to play with here. Who knows yeah. what are we going to do? Turns out uh, we don't have much time, but it's okay. You know, we're gonna we're gonna take these. Uh, yep. Obviously, if you listen to our past stuff on Frontlines, um, these would probably be somewhat the same, maybe a little quicker, uh, just because yeah. we're going through different things but um still the same kind of commentary and we'll throw in a clip here and there but uh yeah excited to do this man we uh i tell you what um i guess we'll get into it in a second here but man i i am so looking forward to this, to this now yeah. especially after watching this first episode but um, it's, i'll tell you it, I'll get he, to it. this is the thing it's going to be hard to stop at the end of season one <laughs> that's the thing yeah, yeah. so look forward to i think matt and i going back next hiatus and doing mm-hmm. season two i think yeah. that uh i i'm i'm really excited about this i've put more work into this episode than i've put into any of our star wars podcasts in a long time because i feel like i've kind of been on autopilot to a certain degree right mm-hmm. like we've just been kind of doing our thing it's we got to get it out every week but this is so this is so intentional First off, it's we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of Star Wars The Clone Wars and therefore the 10-year anniversary of Frontline's The Clone Wars podcast. For any of you who are new uh, to, to Rebel Cells and haven't maybe followed us, maybe this is your first episode. I don't know. Maybe you saw, oh, oh cool, Clone Wars episode. I'm going to check out this podcast. Um, I've been doing this for 10 years. Matt, you've been doing it for nine, um, mm-hmm. uh, co-hosting with me since season two. And right. I... I, you know, like it, it's sort of, we get into this, 
this rhythm and this space and and i think sometimes you start to like sort of get a little bit lazy you know what i mean like just in anything not just podcasting but just anything in life and i think that what we're doing here by saying we don't like we're in a spot where we don't have to do anything We've our promise has always been that that you know we're here with the latest Star Wars animation news. There's not really a lot to talk about at the moment. We already talked about Star Wars Resistance uh, earlier uh, uh, back on the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so and there's not there hasn't been any other news since then. So this is like this is just you and I saying, let's give the listeners something extra. Let's give them something cool to listen to. Um, let's play into our legacy, right? I mean, we started with Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, 10 years ago, as of this August, um, covering basically just the Clone Wars. I mean, that was always my thing, is that it was focused on the Clone Wars. Um, mm-hmm. And I occasionally talked about, you know, the the video games, and, and, uh, and we did special episodes here and there about different topics. But primarily, we were just focused on an episode-by-episode episode, uh, recap, and discussion um went all the way through clone wars obviously uh when clone wars ended we ended uh, uh front lines uh and we started up the rebels podcast um and you know it, it's funny because when when we transitioned from front lines to rebels i should have had more foresight that obviously they're going to keep doing these right this isn't going to yeah. be the end of it <laughs> But I didn't. I wasn't really thinking that. I was thinking like, oh, we got to get out ahead of this. We got to be the Rebels podcast, um, all that sort of thing. Um, and uh, I, it wasn't until we realized that Rebels was coming to an end that it was like, oh man, we really got to future proof this because I don't want to rebrand this again and get like have to to find a whole new audience because that's really what happened we had so many people listening to Frontlines, and then they didn't follow us over to to the rebels podcast necessarily took a few years for us to gain back that that listenership and i think for some of our old listeners to find us again they didn't realize that we had gone somewhere um now we are rebel sells the star wars animation podcast and as long as there's Star Wars animation, we're going to be around doing podcasts. And I think that that's going to be from here until they stop mm-hmm. making Star Wars stuff. So um, I think <laughs> yeah. we can can safely say forever um, until yeah. I, I mean, like a, my my hope, my dream one day is that you and I pass this off to somebody else. Right. right. When when we're too old and we just want to fade, <laughs> our, our Jedi robes just want to flutter off into the wind. <laughs> we pass loop, on. Yeah. yeah th- this yeah. this podcast to somebody else. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I don't know. I, that's, that day is a long, long way down the road. We're going to be here for a while, I think. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, so to come kind of full circle 10 years later, um, and to say, you know, as we're going into star Wars rebels just ended, we're going into star Wars resistance. What better way to bridge the gap than for you and I, to sit down and have discussions about the episodes that you and I never got to talk about because right. you weren't on season one. So, um, yeah. I'm just really excited to be doing this. I, we've got like a new logo. I, the promotion for this is going to be, uh, uh, much bigger. It's, uh, as you guys are listening to this, it is star Wars day. Um, yes. uh, may the fourth be the with fourth. you. And, yes. I, I, I just thought this was just such a great way to kick off. Um, the next 
sort of era, the next, the next step of this journey that we've been on together. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I'm really excited. And, you know, at first I, when I started the episode, I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. This, I'm, I'm excited to watch this again. And then I had the realization I tweeted this. Um, I've never watched this episode in high def before. That, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I, I didn't even have a high def TV in mm-hmm. 2008. I didn't get my high def TV until I don't know, 20, 2012 2011 so um those first few seasons of of the clone wars i was watching in standard death mm-hmm. um and uh and so to go back watch it in all of its glory to sort of like really see the detail and the biggest thing is man right from the outset right from day one this show was mm-hmm. just incredible to look at and it only gets better from season one so uh, oh yeah so yeah, yeah. I, that's why i say i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure this is going to inspire us to go back and just kind of revisit everything um, well hopefully hopefully too you said um as far as like if you're a new listener if you've mm-hmm. been with us for years um hopefully you're taking it like we are it's just like hey it's a good chance to go i mean i haven't seen clone wars in years i'm talking years i haven't gone back so hopefully you're along with us like i said whether you're brand new or you've been with us a long time hey let's go back and let's start with season one let's check this thing out let's yeah let's look at it again Uh, we've had a lot of years we got we've had a lot of stuff go on since these were made uh movies and such yeah it's it's really cool and in this episode i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about a couple things um that hit me watching this uh, that have been, uh, I guess you can point towards some of the sequel trilogy. So, yep. uh, it, it will, I'll get into it in a second. We're going to get there, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be fun. And like you said, this thing just, the moment I press play, I'm like, this thing jumped out at me. Like, this looks fantastic. I mean, the colors were popping. Like, you're right, Mike. It's like, all right. I didn't have a high def TV the last yeah. time I watched this thing. That's how long it's been. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, um, shoot, I don't think we really have any news, right? We're just uh, going to get I, into it. I think that I mean, it's Star Wars Day. Yeah, it's Star Wars Day, uh, May the 4th. So, um, you know, go over to starwars.com. There's some cool stuff there. Um, and, uh, they've got a really great roundup of all of the different deals and stuff like that that you can take advantage of. Um, uh, some of that stuff, I mean, it's Wednesday and some of that stuff has already started. That That's the other thing I'll say. It is Wednesday, May the 2nd today as of recording so any of the news that has dropped this morning uh or in the last 24 yeah. hours we do we the reason why we're not talking about it is because we did not know that it happened um from uh, moving forward so this one's coming out on friday but moving forward uh these episodes will be out probably on thursdays um because we'll probably be recording on wednesdays uh, mm-hmm. uh, but this week we're recording on Wednesday. We would record tomorrow so that we can make sure that we're a little bit more up to date with the news, except that I record quiver, the green arrow podcast on Thursday nights. So, um, so we kind of, in order to get this out in time, we have to do it on May the 4th. We have to record it two days early. So, yeah. um, it's entirely possible that we've got a star Wars resistance trailer or, yeah. <laughs> uh, tickets for solo have gone on sale or that's um, going to happen. Or, yeah. you know, they've announced Kenobi or, mm. you know, a myriad other things <laughs> could have happened, um, in the time since. And, you know, like it, if look, if they announced Kenobi, this episode's going up late because I'm going to be freaking out for a <laughs> solid hour. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, 
the tickets the tickets thing is the one that's going to happen i, I mean come on like it has that. to yeah. right it has yeah. to at this point um yeah. yeah no i so yeah like i i i that's just to say you know if we're if we're behind on the news um we'll talk about it next week don't worry about it um and uh, we hope everybody is out there enjoying I, I Star Wars Day. Um, one other thing before we get into the actual episode recap is I'll give you guys a little bit of a rundown of exactly how we're going to do this. Um, we do not have enough time to do all 22 episodes in an individual um, in an individual uh, recap. So what we're actually going to be doing is we're going to be breaking it down by arc. So Ambush is obviously on its own, but next week we're going to be doing rising malevolence shadow of malevolence and just destroy malevolence as we call it the malevolence trilogy um so we're going to be covering all three of those episodes in one episode i uh, kind of trying to keep the 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 stories that have a through line together um mm-hmm. and then we're going to be doing rookies and then uh it is downfall of a droid and duel of the droids that's a two-parter and then uh and then we've got uh let's see bombad jedi uh, and then, uh, are Bombad Jedi and Cloak of Darkness connected? I'm trying to remember. I don't think that they are. I don't think so. No, no, no they're not. So and yeah. I, I think that, I think there's like a tangential sort of like something happened in Bombad Jedi and then something happens in Cloak of Darkness. But, uh, and then we've got Layer of Grievous and then we've got, uh, Dooku captured and the Gungan general, which are, uh, uh, two parters. Mm-hmm. a two-parter and then we've got jedi crash and defenders of peace another two-parter my favorite episode of the entire series trespass uh and then we've got uh the hidden enemy uh and then blue shadow virus uh blue shadow virus mystery of a thousand moons are those connected that might be connected. i think those are connected and then we have the three-parter storm over ryloth innocence of ryloth liberty of ryloth so the ryloth trilogy there and then we end with hostage crisis which is technically the first episode of season two but was released mm-hmm. as part of season one but in the production schedule it's actually the end, the beginning of season two um so yeah, that's that's how it's gonna gonna play out. There might be an episode or two in there, an extra where we where we cover some other stuff. Uh, we won't be talking too much about Solo uh, on uh, on the Rebels podcast. On sorry, on Rebel Cells, uh, where you'll be able to find our Solo stuff is gonna be over as part of the uh, the Thunderquack podcast, um, which I. Uh, you'll be able to get the spoiler cast on YouTube as well as on our Patreon. Um, we have an ex- we'll have an exclusive spoiler cast, but we'll also have a public spoiler cast for that one. So we actually have two. So there's one that like everybody can get over on Patreon, even if you're not a supporter. But then another one that um, that only uh, one dollar and above supporters can get. So that's kind of how the next few months are going to play out, leading into the fall where we're going to be doing uh, uh, our coverage of uh, Star Wars Resistance once that show starts up. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a lot of this. And I think that this is going to be fun looking at these in sort of a little bit more of a complete manner. The only thing that that I'm hesitant on is doing Rookies by itself because Rookies is really like part one of a three-part story. Mm -hmm. That three-part story is just across different seasons. Um, Right. So I, I'm I know that like when we watch rookies I'm gonna want to watch those other two episodes as well. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I might do that just for my own amusement. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, just so that you guys know, going into next week and the week after that, what episodes to watch. Um, and if you want to, if you want to message us, um, you can do that in two ways. You can do that first by sending an email to rebelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, and we check that email every day. So you send us an email there, um, and we'll put them into the episodes. Um, or, uh, you can do it by tweeting or, uh, or posting on Instagram and using the hashtag, clone wars se se for special edition so clone wars se and i'll be checking that hashtag every tuesday wednesday um more than likely uh, on tuesdays i'll be watching the episodes on tuesday nights so while i'm tweeting about the episode uh, i'll be checking out the hashtag to see if anybody else is watching along with us um so yeah clone wars se um if you haven't rewatched ambush i suggest pausing the podcast right yes. now going and yes. watching ambush and uh and and shoot like send us an email after it the email doesn't have to be about the episode we're about to watch it can be about the episode that we just watched it can be about anything like you just shoot us an email if you guys want to talk um because we'd love to hear from you guys rebels podcast at gmail.com uh or obviously just hit us up on twitter uh at rebels podcast um, and of course we're also on Facebook and I guess you can send us a Facebook message if you wanted to, um, facebook.com slash rebels podcast. So like I said, if you haven't watched ambush yet, pause this, go watch ambush again, uh, watch it in brilliant high def streaming off of Netflix and, so, uh, and then come back and we're going to jump into the episode. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> It's time for the Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition Recap. Is it civilized? Uh, that depends on your definition of civilized. I'm enjoying this far too much. All right. Uh, you want me to start, Mike? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's but let's let's start. So so like I said, I've put more at work into this than to yeah. any of the other stuff that we've done before. So we have like I like you may have noticed at the beginning, I I mentioned the writer and director of the episode. Um, yes. And uh, and and right here at the beginning, this is something that we never used to do, but we're gonna do it in the special edition. This is what it is, right? This is the whole point of doing the special edition. Is that mm-hmm. these are the dewbacks and the corridors of Cloud City that we've gone in and we've enhanced. So we're gonna give uh, before we get into the episode description uh, recap. We're actually gonna we've got the the um, the the fortune cookie as they were called the moral of this episode. Right. So uh, that, and for this one that is uh, great leaders inspire greatness in others. A very good lesson to learn. Uh, yes. Cool. So what yeah, a, what go, a, go yeah. Ahead. I would say one of the as far as these fortune cookies, I was going to mention that too. It's like uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, it's telling you uh, what it's going to be about about Yoda and and how the clones and how he interacts with the clones. So yeah, um, straight away, there's no there's no like mystery with this fortune cookie. Straight away, uh, telling you what's going on. And I love these fortune cookies. I've you know, it's like I said, it's been a long time since I've watched these, but uh, yeah. Definitely uh, starting off with a banger. So I'll start off here. On the dried coral moon of Rugosa, the Tordarian monarch, King Katunko, and his guards await the arrival of Jedi Master Yoda. They are met instead by Asajj Ventress, who brings a holographic message from Count Dooku. The Separatist leader hopes to sway Tordaria into joining his cause 
by showing that the republic is weak and defenseless. So obviously in the beginning of this, uh, starting with the very mm-hmm. first episode, is um, especially this time frame, uh, we're talking about uh, the, the galaxies at war here. Yep. And it's going around, like, who is going to side with who? And here we go with Toydaria. What's going to happen? And what are they going to do? They're kind of neutral at this point. Yeah. But you have Yoda, you know, nobody better to send but Yoda as far as the Republic is concerned. And you got Asajj with uh, Dooku in the, uh, I guess, the hologram. And they're both asking King Katuka for, hey, can we, you know, use your planet? And that's what this episode is about, is about the, uh, I guess, the the battle between these two forces who are mm-hmm. are trying to uh, to uh, gain control of this planet. So um, anything, as, as far as, like I said earlier, this episode, right when I started playing, I was like, oh my gosh, this, I forgot how beautiful yeah. this thing looks. I forgot how... Like I, I think I mentioned this before. I didn't get on this ep- this uh, series until five episodes in. And then I had mm. to go back and go, wait a minute, what am I missing here? Yeah. So I go back and and it was just totally blew my whole expectation of what was going on with animation at this time. Yeah. Because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't into really cartoons anymore. I wasn't watching animation or anything like that. But when some it comes out that Star Wars, I'm going to pay attention to it. Yeah. And so I went back and I watched this and it just like. I remember the first time watching this way back then. I was just kind of blown away. Like, what am I? This is this is a game changer right here. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like, so that's like the first initial thoughts I had when I first saw this thing. And again, going back again in last night watching it, it's just like, man, just everything was popping. It just the animation is so fantastic and uh, just beautiful. Like I said, anything you want to add to this, Mike? Yeah, I well, I mean, there's a couple of things of note in this episode. Um, first off, we're I think a solid year into the Clone Wars, um, okay. so that's yeah. one of the important things um, to note, and that'll be more evident when we introduce like Anakin, um, mm-hmm. I, and and you know he's he's much closer to Episode Three Anakin than he is to Episode Two Anakin, um, and I uh, this is the first appearance of a Toydarian other than Watto. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the interesting things about this episode was establishing that the Toydarians are actually a very like honorable, um, yeah. warrior based society. Um, and that Watto is in fact, um, uh, an outlier. He's not, he's not a prime example of Toydarians. He's mm-hmm. actually, he's actually sort of an outcast black sheep, which is why he's on Tatooine. Um, so yeah, I thought that that was really cool because one of my favorite things, one of, I should say one of my pet peeves with star Wars is when we see one example of the species and then we generalize the entire species based on that one character. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Bosk is a bounty hunter. Therefore all Trandoshans must be bounty hunters. Boba Fett's a Mandalorian and wears armor. Therefore all Mandalorians wear armor. Um, and it's like that sort of, you know, like, like, uh, uh, generalization. I don't know. I just feel like you, you limit your storytelling options when you say that all Wookiees are exactly like Chewbacca. Well, no, they're not. You know, the, I, 
they should be as as varied and interesting as human beings and they should come in all shapes and sizes and we're going to see more of that as the the series goes on um when we do actually see trend oceans that are not the same shape and size as uh, as bosk and and things like that so um it's one of the things that i really loved about dave filoni's approach to telling stories in the star Wars galaxy. Um, and obviously, uh, these are stories that come directly from George Lucas. Yeah. That's the other important thing about, about Mm -hmm. the clone wars. Star Wars rebels, uh, was, uh, definitely inspired by a lot of the things that George had taught Dave, but Dave learned all of those lessons on the clone wars working alongside George Lucas and George would break the stories with the team, meaning that he Mm. would be in the writer's room crafting the sort of like the general story. And then a writer would go off like Stephen Melching in this example and actually write the episode, all of the dialogue, exactly what happens. But the story, the concept of, okay, and then Yoda's going to go to this moon and he's going to meet with the, the, the king of the Toydarians in order to bring them over to the the side of the Republic and, and sort of establishing that, like that's a lot of that's coming from George Lucas. So um, mm-hmm. I think that that sort of, I, I don't know that sensibility. I uh, lends a lot of credibility to, to the series. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's basically, that's basically it. We can continue now if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, in space above, a Republic frigate carrying Yoda and his troopers is suddenly surrounded by separatist warships that blasted out of the skies. Yoda and his troop escorts, Lieutenant Thayer, Reese, and Jack, make it to the moon's surface aboard an escape pod. Uh, Asajj Ventress, uh, or Asajj suggests a deal to the king. If Yoda survives Ventress's attempts to capture him by nightfall, then Katunko is free to join the Republic. But should the Separatists win, Tordera is theirs. Though Katunko does not like this turn of events, Yoda agrees to the challenge. Yoda and his troops march through the coral underbrush as a Separatist ship, a landing ship, carrying a full battalion of droids arrives. The battle droid armored tanks have difficulty squeezing through the coal forests. Uh, the clones outflank the soldier, uh, droid soldiers, blasting at them from uh, undercover. So here's a here's a here's how this thing starts. You got Count Dooku in the beginning says, "Hey, I yeah. got droids. They, uh, they outnumber uh, the Republic clones a hundred to one." And King Katuko is like, uh, "Yeah, I get that, but I've heard a single Jedi equals uh, I think he says a hundred battle droids at this point." Uh, and then, then uh, Count Dooku. Dooku says, uh, Master Yoda's power has been greatly exaggerated. So hmm. uh, Asajj, being the ambassador, says, hey, how about this? How about a little old school little uh, battle for, you know, the planet in a sense? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, mano a mano, my, my droid army here versus versus Yoda. And he's only got three clones with him. Uh, and even though Katuko's kind of like, I don't know about this, you know, Yoda's like, Bring it on. Let's do it. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> Yoda like almost interrupts him and is like, or yeah. just totally disregards what Katunko says and is like, I accept this challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and that is uh, the, another one of my favorite things about about the Clone Wars is the characterization of Yoda. I feel that Yoda in the prequels was very dry. Um, and there's a reason for that. But because we get to see him in these quieter moments when it's not quite the stakes aren't quite as high. They're still pretty high, but they're not as high as what we see in the prequel stories. Um, we get to see a little bit more of that empire strikes back Yoda. 
um, and and a little bit more of that playfulness and and creativity and um, and sort of that that teacher uh, that that we love from the original trilogy. And I yeah. would say now from the last Jedi as well. I mean, it's, it's very much in the spirit of that version of the character. So uh, I really love his playfulness and sort of the silly giggly mannerisms and that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it is a pretty good, it is a pretty good uh, incarnation. And I think Tom Kane does such a great job voicing Yoda. Um, yeah. It's it's so funny because we're we're uh, less than a month away from Solo at this point. It's 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 about if you guys are listening to this on May the fourth, it's about twenty days away, twenty one days, twenty. It depends on if you're seeing it earlier Thursday night. I uh, and uh, everybody's all up in arms about Alden Ehrenreich. He's not they, how how he's not he doesn't sound or look like Han Solo. He doesn't look like Harrison Ford. Doesn't sound like he's not doing like a good Harrison Ford impression and. To me, I don't understand that. I mean, like, I understand that Harrison Ford is kind of it's kind of sacred to a certain degree, um, his performances as Han Solo. Um, but it's not like other people haven't played Han Solo in like animated stuff uh, uh, or video games or what have you, uh, radio dramas. Um, but like with these prequel characters and with some of the classic characters that that span both, it's like come on, like Yoda's been played by so many people at this point. It's not just Frank Oz. Tom Kane does an incredible job. When we get oh, into yeah. it, Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, I've said for years, James Arnold Taylor is my he is my Obi Wan Kenobi because we have spent so much time with that character. I personally have hung out with James Arnold Taylor and had conversations with him, um, and I. Uh, and those aspects of the character give me this connection to the to the Obi-Wan in this story that are, um, I would say, deeper ties than my connection to even Ewan McGregor's or, or Alec Guinness's versions of Obi-Wan mm. Kenobi. Um, mm. The Clone Wars is what really cemented me as going like, yeah, I like Obi-Wan Kenobi. I like Han Solo. I like Luke Skywalker, Yoda, etc. But... Um, in in watching the Clone Wars, I was like, no, I love Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, there's a there's <laughs> yeah. as his character is developed over the course over the course of this series, there's a there's more to latch onto and to admire and to to see in yourself and and to aspire to and all of those sorts of things. So, the argument of like, well, it's not the real Yoda. It's like, well, what does that even mean? He's made up. He's fake. It's not the real Han Solo. Harrison Ford is the only is the only Han Solo I trust or whatever. And it's like <laughs> these are stories and it doesn't really it's, you know different people are going to do the voices differently. Um mm-hmm. and and they're going to be at different points in their lives and they're going to and in different situations and they're going to react differently. Um so yeah, I don't know. I just think that it's interesting. Um this is in over the course of the Clone Wars the most time we get to spend with Yoda. And yeah. this episode is just such a great way to start off the series because of that. Because oh, yeah, we're taking a classic huge. character, and we're gonna we're gonna break it down and say, you know, like during the during the prequels, he was a little bit dry, but there were moments that that we haven't seen yet that he's actually he's the Yoda that we that we remember from Empire Strikes Back, right? He's not yeah. he's not all yeah. business all the time. Sometimes right. there is that spiritual aspect. Um, we we'll, we get into that in a second here. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Mikey. Yeah. Continue. 
Uh, Yoda hops around the droids, cutting them down one by one. When a squad of super battle droids joins the fight, Thyer is wounded in the crossfire. Yoda and the clones retreat. Inside a cave, the clones take stock of their grim position. Low on ammo, Thyer wounded, with only two grenades and one rocket for the launcher against a battalion. Yoda inspires the clones to take strength from themselves, from Reese's team spirit to Jek's cleverness to Thyre's patience. The clones meditate on Yoda's advice, but the sound of approaching droids interrupts them. So this was, I think, even going back, if you listened to that episode in 2008, uh, when I break down this this first episode, um, I think what I would have said is the same thing that I feel now. Um mm-hmm. It is just so awesome to get this moment with Yoda uh, training yeah. the clones as if they were younglings, basically, um, trying to teach them these lessons. And this is this. I mean, like, the I, I think if there's anything that the Clone Wars focuses on overall, um, and it's right in the title. It is the Clone Wars. It's it's the characterization of the clone army. Yeah. Uh, oh, the grand army of the Republic and the fact that they are not stormtroopers and they are not faceless, nameless personalityless uh, machines. That's exactly the point is that they already before the Jedi even uh, start interacting with them and start leading them. They're already unique individuals, but <clears throat> then there's this incredible opportunity that comes out of uh, them working with the Jedi and depending on the Jedi that they, that they come to know um, they, they, they take on different personality aspects and, um, and it makes order 66 even more heartbreaking whenever I watch revenge of the Sith, because Cody turning on Obi-Wan is just, it's devastating when you've gone through this entire series, the idea that, that, um, that Plo Koon is cut down by his own clones knowing, I mean, next week we will be able to talk about that even more. Uh, uh, the fact mm-hmm. that Plo Koon's willing to sacrifice himself to protect them. Uh, uh and, and the idea, uh, Yoda says at one point we leave no one behind. Um, yeah. And I think like, that's what that, this is why the Republic is ultimately, um, victorious over the separatists but it's also the thing the jedi are training these clones to execute order 66 like that's the thing is that i <laughs> order 66 yeah. may not have worked as well if there if there wasn't as much trust and the clones weren't as well trained by the jedi as they are um and then certain aspects of it, it's like I said, depending on the Jedi that they work with, they take on different character traits. And, and that's why, you know, we see some of the commanders uh, like Captain Rex and, and Commander Wolf, they survive and they, they override their programming, whether it's physically or, or, or just through sheer will. Um, mm-hmm. And it, and it absolutely has to do with who, their Jedi master was. I mean, like, of course, Rex isn't going to follow orders. His, his teacher, his, his leader was Anakin Skywalker. He's learned (laughs) from Anakin just as well as, as Ahsoka does. So, um, yeah, no, I, this, this is, this remains one of, I think the strongest scenes in the entire series. Yeah. Um, And it's just, I think it's really, it's the, 
it's the whole reason why the series can happen. This is this is the this yeah. you you don't just go tell a story because uh oh, it was Star Wars. Let's go make some money telling Star Wars stories. You have to have a why. You have to have a soul to it in order mm-hmm. for it to be successful. And this episode, it really gets to the heart of that with the clones yeah. and with Yoda. I think for me, uh, watching this the first time, this was the scene that kind of you, you kind of. No, I forget about the the opening and like mm-hmm. uh, you know the the game changing animation and all that. Yeah. You get to this scene and you're like, "Whoa, this is definitely not what I was expecting. This is deep stuff." And you're talking about Yoda sitting around, and at this point, you know, it was all about the prequel trilogy, and we didn't know much mm-hmm. about the clones, just the clone army. But you got him sitting down with the, with these three clones. And just really getting deep into it. And actually, here's here's just a quick uh, clip of Yoda talking to the clones. Check it out. It's all around us. Is that which we need to prevail? Yes. Come. Sit. Your helmets. Remove them. Your faces I wish to see. There's no much to look at here, sir. We all share the same face. Deceive you, eyes care. In the force. Very different, each one of you are. Reese, always focused on the enemy, are you? For inspiration, look to yourself and those beside you. Jack, concerned about weapons you are. Weapons do not win battles. Your mind, powerful it is. Hmm. Outthink the droids, you can. Fire, rush not into fights. Long is the war. Only by surviving it will you prevail. Yes. Clones you may be, but the Force resides in all life forms. Use it you can to quiet your mind. And what was so cool about this is Mm -hmm. it was an animated show that slowed down and concentrated on this fantastic dialogue, yeah. and and I think and you kind of touched on this, Mike. This is I, you basically said, and, and this is kind of what I got from this episode in this particular moment was, this is setting up almost a theme for this entire series. And you kind of mentioned that that the clones, they you know, they spend this time in this episode lamenting on their their status as clones, and then Yoda is like saying, "No, you guys are individuals." He even says it in this clip here. You know, it's uh, he talks about. Uh, uh, Reese, you know, you're always focused on the enemy. Look to yourself for inspiration. Jack, you're concerned about weapons. You know, use your mind to outthink. Uh, fire, don't rush into stuff. Have patience. And then he goes into the force. And this is kind of some stuff. This is what's blowing me away about watching this episode. This is like the first time where now I'm starting to think about The Last Jedi and the way, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, the, how the force works in everybody and the re- force resides in living things. And he's saying it right here. You guys can use it to quiet your mind. So this whole this whole scene is just like yeah. I'm watching it go, man, this is really good, good stuff. And it's making me think of of the sequel trilogy now. It's just amazing. So great scene. Um, just before that, you know, Yoda's going crazy. He's, he's using his lightsaber. He's battling. Yeah. It's fantastic. I'm loving it. So um, just some I mean, this like I said, this was the moment where I man, this is a. This is a different kind of thing, and and I am all in on this thing, hundred percent. So, totally. Uh, any, anything before I go on, Mike? No, that? just I. Yeah, I I think that that yeah. what you said about you know like uh, that that the show slows down. It's it wasn't afraid to mm-hmm. 
to be it wasn't the Gendy Tartakovsky Clone Wars, which like don't get me wrong, I love that stuff as well. And one of these days you and I are gonna go back, we'll talk oh, about yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. But it's different. The Gendy Tartakovsky series felt like a cartoon. This feels like a Star Wars movie. Every yeah. and and as the series goes on, more and more and more. Um, and I think that the big thing there is that they just weren't afraid to slow it down and have one of those quieter moments. And as uh, Yoda's theme plays in the background, incredible score by Kevin Kiner, um, uh, adapted obviously from John Williams, but but still like unique it, uh, of its own in the same way that Tom Kane is Yoda. Uh, but he also makes it his own. He's not just doing a Frank Oz impression. He's playing the character of Yoda. And I think Mm -hmm. when you listen to that dialogue that we just listened to, um, and you, you listen to the, the, the quality of, of Yoda's voice, I don't mean like qualities in good, bad, or I mean like, I mean like the graveliness and like the, the pacing and just like the different qualities, these different Mm -hmm. things that, that are in the performance. Uh, they're all things that are Yoda. Um, and it's very, it's truthful and it's very honest and, and it works really well. And, mm-hmm. and the whole series, well, I shouldn't say the whole series. There's definitely some bad episodes throughout the series, but the series as a whole is honest and truthful. And it isn't afraid of, uh, going to the quiet places, going to the dark places, going to hopeful places. It is star Wars through and through. And I mm-hmm. think, um, for those people who only experience the films and then see the last Jedi and go, well, this isn't a very good star Wars. This is what, what is all of this nonsense, all this stuff in the casino and the, you know, and like (laughs) they have all these complaints. It's like, well, your version of star Wars is very, is potentially very limited. Yet there is so much more out there. And if you have the hours and hours of, of knowledge um, and experience, of real George Lucas Star Wars that we get in the Clone Wars along with the movies that he he wrote and directed. Um, I think that you start to look at something like The Last Jedi and and The Force Awakens um, and you go, oh, okay, there it is. That's, yes, it fits with this stuff. It, maybe it doesn't necessarily look like exactly every movie that came before it, but it definitely is part of Star Wars and it definitely fits with this other Star Wars stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think that it's it's very interesting now to be watching these episodes and discussing them in a post-Disney yeah. era. Yeah. Um, this being the last thing that was produced pre-Disney. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think it's very interesting. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned Yoda, too. And, and real quick before I forget, um, I did notice the same thing that Yoda in this episode, he had the seriousness, but there was also – some goofy there was a goofy side to him and i think you kind of pointed that out mike like like you said like like an empire where he just kind of he would giggle and almost like nothing was going to face him in this episode yeah so that was that was also cool about him and it just kind of dawned on me because i remember you mentioned it here a few minutes ago but yeah totally. just his little playfulness so um where are we at are we at yoda ventures yeah okay yeah go ahead so yoda yoda ventures into the canyon to to confront the armored column he sits cross-legged right in the path of imposing tanks that aim all their weaponry straight at the little Jedi Master. When the battle erupts, Yoda darts past the enemy guns, cutting down battle droids and slicing through tank armor. An angry Asajj orders reinforcement squad uh, of Droidicas. Yoda is too occupied with the main forces to spot the Droidicas in time, but the clones see them from atop the ridge. 
So I'm going to say this right now. Um, everybody listen up. You, if you've listened to this podcast, um, you probably know, or any of the Thunderquack stuff that, you know, I had a little issue with the last Jedi <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, watching this moment, Mike, He's sitting cross-legged. What is he doing? He's taking on the whole droid, not the whole droid army, but this yeah. whole droid army with a laser sword by himself. And I, I started chuckling to myself because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I wanted Luke to do in The Last Jedi. You know what I mean? But when talking about, this is, I know this is not about The Last Jedi, but this is what's crazy about when I mentioned this earlier, like mm-hmm. this episode, I'm starting to, it's like a little mini movie, like you said. And watching that, I'm thinking to myself, that's exactly what I, the parallels with that and what yep. Luke was going through. It's so, so it's right there. And obviously I love this right here. You get to see Yoda just go crazy and he, and he's the Jedi master yeah. and he's just doing what he does best. And I, I just loved it. And that's just that little kid in me, that, that fun totally. Star Wars yeah. that, that I so love. So, um, but here's what, here's, here's what I'll say to that. Okay. Okay. Because I think that the interesting part of this is that we're talking about pre-fall of the Jedi and post-fall of the Jedi, right? Right. No, you're right. Yeah. Is it we're at the beginning of the Clone Wars? Yeah. Hasn't been going on for very long. The Republic is generally winning uh, uh, across the galaxy. Uh, We're not quite to the 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 darkest point in the in the battle, and then obviously it gets kind of to a stalemate at a certain point. Um, even though the Republic is winning and has the, the, the majority of the territory, they just can't seem to stop the separatists. Right. Um, yeah. as the war goes on and these, and the Jedi have to compromise themselves more and more, they lose sight of, of who they are. They, they become exactly what they said they never would, which is, uh, uh, warriors mm-hmm. and generals in the grand army of the Republic. Um, right. They cease to serve the living force and and begin to serve the dark side in a very real sense. And Yoda in Revenge of the Sith comes to this realization and he comes to this realization far too late. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why he puts himself into exile. And Luke trained from that Yoda, not Mm -hmm. from the Yoda before that lesson. Right. So Luke is going to take everything that Yoda and Obi-Wan and his, his, um, his research into the Jedi order and why the Jedi order fell. And he's going to incorporate that into his own path as a Jedi. So he's Mm -hmm. looking at it and going like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yoda is cross-legged and he faces down an entire army by himself. He is, uh, by all accounts, mathematically outnumbered, but what does he say when they're up on the ridge? He said out, outnumbered they are, right? With there's three clones and one Jedi. Like we have them outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> yeah. And they have like, you know, a hundred battle droids and three tanks and whatever, and droidicas and super battle droids and whatnot. But I I think what Yoda learns is that that path, although he is capable of it, mm-hmm. it's not a question of whether or not he can, it's a question of whether or not he should have. Yeah. Right. And I think that Luke is looking at it and going like these galactic conflicts, the Jedi get involved and they do they 
what do, what do they accomplish? Do they yeah, stop the bloodshed? Right. Do they save lives? Yeah. Maybe every now and then, but they're also contributing to the death and chaos. So ultimately what happened to the Jedi was a, was a result of them giving into those base impulses to be heroic and the arrogance of that. I think that the Jedi could stop the war by being involved. Well, we can't not be part of this war because if we're not, then it, then the Republic's never going to win. Well, that's exactly had the Jedi said from the beginning, we, we will have no part in this, you know, like Anakin, Padme, Obi-Wan, I'm sorry, but they have to die. Like we cannot get involved and they should understand that. Right. Yeah, that's Luke's perspective. Is it wrong? Is it right? I don't know. Right. Like that's what that's the thing that's interesting about it. And maybe there's a middle path. Maybe there's a different path. I like I don't know. And we'll be discussing it for years to come. But I just think that it's interesting when we look at Yoda during the Clone Wars and Yoda after the Clone Wars there. It's an evolution of the character. There's a lot of the same stuff, but he also changes a lot. And this is an example of that for sure. Well, I seem to I always I'm forgetting myself that Yoda exiled himself on Dagobah. Yeah. Uh, Luke did it on Octo. So yep. it's like, duh, how did I how do I forget that? You know, so it's not like it's something new. Uh, no, but like that's said. A, but that's what Star Wars is. Right. And and mm-hmm. I don't know, like maybe I because of the, the things that I'm focused on in Star Wars, uh, I came to those conclusions faster. And because of the things that you're focused on in Star Wars, you're coming to yeah. those same conclusions later. But it, like you've come to other conclusions faster and like enlightened me on those, right? So that's what is awesome about it. And that's what's awesome about coming together as a community and discussing this stuff. And at the end of the day, we don't have to agree. I don't need you to yeah. agree with yeah. my point of view on mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. Um, but it's really great to have a civil conversation about it. And the other thing is that it's really great to go back to the older texts as they, as they, they could be referred and like the clone wars and the, and the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, dissect them, break them down with this new information and then reincorporate it into your opinion of the last Jedi, just because you didn't like the last Jedi when you first saw it, or you had problems with it or you hated it or whatever doesn't mean that you have to stay in that position forever. Like with mm-hmm. the prequels, I've gone up and down all over the place yeah. to, I mm-hmm. don't like them to, I like them to, I love them to, I don't know. They're pretty bad <laughs> to, well, not if you consider it from this perspective, right? Yeah. It goes back and forth. And I think that that's healthy. I think that if you choose a, a position and then you are immovable on that position, Obi-Wan says it only Sith deal in absolutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to, you need to be like water, right? Yeah. Uh, to, to <laughs> yeah. quote Bruce Lee. You Bruce to, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> if, the, if you pour water into the cup, the water becomes the cup. The if you cup pour it yeah. In it, like, if it's a river, it becomes the river, but it's always yeah. still water and that you have to be like water. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. It just, it just, I think it, it just stood out. It just hits you right in the face when I was watching mm-hmm. it. I just, you know, the, the how similar yeah. those uh, those scenes were is, is amazing. So um, go ahead, Michael. Next one. Uh, yeah. Here. Where are we? We're at fire. I, the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fire fires the squad's last rocket into an overhanging bluff, sending a shower of rock crashing down on the Droidica reinforcements, saving Yoda from the attack. Yoda is proud of his troops 
and they move on to rendezvous with Katunko. Uh, impressed, uh, Katunko arrives, uh, agrees to join the Republic. The holographic Doku orders Ventress to assassinate the king, but Yoda easily stops Ventress's attack. Rather than surrender, Ventress triggers an explosion that causes a rock slide, distracting Yoda while she escapes in a solar uh, sailor. So um, yeah, it's funny. Yoda, Ventress thinks she has any chance. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It's, it's laughable because Yoda used the, you know, he blocks her at first. And first of all, a really cool scene as far as um, Ventress going after the king. You're like, whoa, she's going to kill the king. And uh, Yoda comes in the last minute, blocks her with a lightsaber, and then easily, easily takes uh, takes care of her. But again, I, I thought it was um, interesting that Ventress escapes the same way that Dooku escapes in Attack of the Clones, pretty much the same way, by forcing Yoda to save his companions um, why, you know, why they, why they flee on the ship. So I thought that was a kind of interesting little, uh, callback or same kind of scene there. So that was, that was cool. Um, actually you want to finish it, Mike, and we'll finish up talking about it. Yeah. The only other thing I want to say yeah. before we yeah. read the, this last line is, uh, that, uh, I just thought it was funny that the battle droid refers to Asajj Ventress as Supreme leader, Supreme leader. I wrote that down too. I thought it was I, so funny. I was like, yeah. Oh, there's your terrible Snoke theory. Uh, yeah. Uh, except, except spoilers. We know what happens to Ventress. Um, yeah, yeah. Even my son's. He was. He kind of walked down. He was here, and he goes, "Did she, did uh did she say or did someone say Supreme Leader?" I go, "Yeah, yeah you noticed it too." It's so interesting. It was so a couple fun. times, and I actually wrote it down. Yeah. But uh, you picked up on it too. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so here, here we go. Let's wrap this up. Katunko pledges his loyalty to the Republic. And Yoda vows not to fail their new allies. Uh, another spoiler for what is that like season three or four? They do fail, uh, yeah. Uh, Toy because um, Savage Opress, <laughs> right? Ends up ends up killing several Toy Does oh, he yeah. kill Katunko? I believe he does. I think he yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. So so sorry, Yoda, but you failed. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, sorry if you're watching Clone Wars for the first time and I just gave that away, but uh, <laughs> you've had your Spoiler opportunity. Alert. This yeah. is going to be a very comprehensive rewatch. That's what makes it a special edition. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, fantastic first episode, fantastic way to start off. And you know what? The first few are going to be like this because it's like we got Ambush and then we've mm-hmm. got the Malevolence trilogy, which is great. And then we've got Rookies. And it's like, come on, man. These first yeah. three episodes of, of the Clone Wars Special Edition are going to be really great discussions because there's some really great content in there. Can you yeah. believe that? That like right off the bat, we start with so many great things. Granted, yeah, we, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's we did have good. to go through snips and sky guy and r2e and stinky in the movie before we <laughs> got the movie? to this point but, yeah uh, yeah this was a no the, the 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 choice to start with this one after the movie because the movie we all know didn't go over very well to start with this um yeah. pretty pretty brilliant move because we know i think it's the what, the first couple seasons mike that they're the order's just kind of all over the place it's not till season three where we actually get yeah. a linear so to start with this fantastic way to start, uh, even the way this thing ends, um, uh, the king, he says, you're right, Count, a Jedi isn't worth a uh, hundred battle droids, more like a thousand. Yeah. And uh, so he gives over, um, he allows the Republic to establish the base. So um, I can't, like I said, I said it on Twitter, it, it 
this watching this again, it's been like I said, it's been many, many years since I actually went back and watched yeah. the whole one. And it, it compelled me so much to get on Twitter and go, man, this, this this is really good stuff. I'm so glad to to go back and watch this. So hopefully everybody's on board and let's start watching these and, and talk about this first season. This is going to be fun. So, yeah, way to go. First out of the gate. Fantastic. So um, I guess all we got is what next week. Yeah, well, we do have we do have a tweet that I'll just mention really quick. Okay, uh, sure. uh, Martin Aylman, I I tweeted at us. Uh, who else is joining me and at Rebels Podcast for the watch of the, uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars? Hashtag Clone Wars se. Uh, so I so we know that 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 Marty's out there and he's uh, he's gonna follow along with us. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's a few other of our hardcore listeners like Matt Campbell and and a few others. That are definitely going to be down for the rewatch. I, I, but yeah, uh, next week, next week we're going to be talking about three episodes. Like I said earlier, Rising Malevolence, Shadow of Malevolence, and Destroy Malevolence. So, right off the bat, second episode in, second storyline in, we're right into one of our mini movies. Um, yeah. almost ninety minutes, right? Um, yeah. uh, a really solid three episodes. It's going to be really cool to watch them in succession, in succession, watch them all in one sitting. Uh, yeah. and I urge everybody to try and do that if they can, if they've got the time, if not watch them, uh, over the course of the next week. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this cause this is, uh, uh, our reintroduction to the character Plo Koon, uh, one of the, uh, standouts of the series, Dave Filoni's favorite Jedi master. Yes. And I, uh, <laughs> I, and and his, I uh, his clone troopers. So we're actually going to get introduced to Commander Wolf in this episode as well, which is really significant yeah. if you're a Star Wars Rebels fan because Wolf is one of the characters that makes it through to Star Wars Rebels. So I yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess you know how part of the episode's going to end at least because Wolf is going to be <laughs> fine. Yeah, he's going to um, make it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's next week. I uh, as for this week, uh, we are all done. So thank you guys for yeah. listening. We really appreciate it. Like we said, if you want to email us, you can do that by sending an email to rebelspodcast at gmail dot com. You can also uh, stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells dot com. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook dot com slash rebelspodcast, as well as on Twitter at rebelspodcast. Uh, and of course you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at ArkWolf, A R K W U L F. And Matt is at the Crankster. That is Crankster with a K. Yeah. Um, you guys know we're a part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to Thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. Uh, we are in the middle of a remodel, so the website is a little bit bare bones. But um, you may have seen if you're a Thunderquack uh, fan and follower uh, that that we uh, that we've revamped our brand a little bit um, mm -hmm. and we've got some cool stuff in store and some announcements coming this month so stay tuned to the thunderquack channels um, facebook.com slash thunderquack in particular to stay up to date with all of that but like i said you can go to thunderquack.com check out all the other podcasts if you want to support us you can do that a couple of ways uh, first is by heading to store.thunderquack.com where you can pick up some awesome merch. Uh, we've got like the Phoenix Flame uh, shirt uh, and the uh, the Kanan, uh, Kanan's Claw uh, shirt. Uh, or, I mean, they're not just shirts. You can get them in, in all sorts of different types of merch like phone cases and mugs and 
travel cups and pillows and mm-hmm. all sorts of really cool stuff. Um, so you can head over there. Those have been revamped with new Rebel Cells logos, and I've actually enhanced the graphics to a certain degree. Um, so I, so they'll print out even better and, and look even nicer when you order them. Um, and uh, the other way to support us is by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack. Like I said, uh, if you want access to the exclusive solo spoiler cast, you can get it over at patreon.com slash thunderquack, uh, uh, later this month after solo premieres. Um, but pledging a dollar, uh, you get access to all sorts of great stuff, not just exclusive podcasts, but also, um, our Facebook group, uh, Patreon, our Patreon Facebook club over there. Uh, that is exclusively for Patreon supporters. So it's a great way to get in and have discussions with us and, and talk to us about all, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, and the community over there is excellent. It is awesome. Um, and, uh, and at higher tiers, you can get access to things like uh, MP3s of the spoiler cast and, and stuff like that. So uh, really great uh, I, uh, rewards over at patreon.com slash thunderquack. Go check that out. Um, and, uh, if you have feedback about that, always feel free to just hit me up on Twitter or whatever and let me know, do you like it? Is there something that you wish we were doing on Patreon that we're not, um, going into the, the second half of 2018, we want to do some stuff to revamp that and bring you guys some cool new stuff. So, uh, so I'm open to suggestions and, uh, and I love to get feedback from you guys cause that's why we do it. Um, but thank you to everybody who does support us over on patreon.com slash thunderquack. Couldn't do it without you. We really really appreciate it um that is it for this episode and we will be back next week for the malevolence trilogy thanks for listening see you guys